Today's guest is an omnipreneurial psychologist. She's a mentor, renowned speaker on art wisdom, human consciousness, health, and more. She guides the path to commercial success, evolutionary and inclusive leadership, well-being, and positive impact for independents, startups, corporates, and diverse global audiences. It's a pleasure to have you here, Emma. How are you doing? My pleasure being here, Toby. I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me on the show today. Thank you so, so much for joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk. I really appreciate, you know, your presence here and I'm looking forward to everything that I'm going to be learning from you today. But before we start, I would love, you know, you to share a little bit about your your life and career journey so far. I'm originally from India, Mm. uh, born in Africa, um, and only spent a very short amount of time uh, in India and then grew up in England. So... You know, all my adult life I've been here in England. And it's been an interesting journey, sort of trying to balance, you know, academia with spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I've got to a place in my life where I feel I've blended the two together mm-hmm. and really use my spirituality with my academic kind of experiences and um, studies to really help businesses, individuals, small companies, startups to really grow, to develop through consciousness, you know, because when we grow our consciousness, then we are able to develop qualities quite organically. Mm. And it takes out a lot of the energy and effort that we often put into transformation. Transformation happens um, so organically and beautifully. And that's definitely been my life's journey and understanding consciousness, understanding how transformation happens, when it happens, what are the keys to motivation. Mm. And often we're motivated by our own crisis. You know, when we hit rock bottom in some area of our life, that's when we look for change. And I would like to think that I can help influence people to begin to change before they hit crisis point. Mm. So change comes from a place of love rather than hitting rock bottom. And I would would love to just ask directly, like from your journey so far, like how do we, you know, grow our consciousness? How do we deal with that? And how do we do it in a way that, you know, helps our transformation in life and avoid us or prevent us from, you know, hitting rock bottom? So I would say that, you know, number one is awareness. We have to develop our awareness. And that's where we speak to people, where we turn to people like mentors and we turn to people who support us with self-development and really getting to understand ourselves. You know, awareness is about knowing ourselves, Toby, and the way we get to know ourselves is about letting go of all the things that are not us. Mm. You know, we always know when something really isn't us because it doesn't sit right with us. But we can't always see it because we think it's part of who we are. So when we're sitting with somebody who can help us see the blind spots, who can help us transcend limiting thoughts about ourselves or beliefs about ourselves or old conditioning that doesn't serve us, Mm -hmm. you know, growing our awareness helps grow our consciousness. Letting go of who we are not grows our consciousness being able to meditate, really understanding the art of meditation Mm -hmm. and how to use that to grow our consciousness. All of these things, you know, there's so many tools, but the more we know ourselves, the more we will instinctively know what is right for us and how we can grow our consciousness. Mm -hmm. For different people, it's different 
things. For some people, it might be singing. For others, it might be dancing. For yet others, it might be reading. You know, there are so many things that can add to the quality of our life. But I feel that a lot of people have got stuck in things that take away the quality of their lives. Mm. You know, working way too hard, not following their passion, not following their dreams, not doing making time for what they really love. Yeah. They're so busy doing the doing that mm. they're not able to be, and it takes them away from who they really are. Yeah. And I think that that is what causes us to hit rock bottom. And yeah. if we don't want to do that, we have to create balance in our lives early on, become more aware of who we are, what makes us happy, what makes us who we are, what motivates us, and, and really pursue those things. I like the fact that you mentioned, you know, you know, doing what is right for us, finding what is right for us. So can, can you tell me or can you educate me on the significance of passion and purpose, especially, you know, in this day and age where you, we are just working, you know, to make ends meet, to, um, you know, get that money, secure the bags and everything. What's the, what's the importance of passion and purpose? I think they're both aligned, you know, passion and purpose go hand in hand. The more we are on purpose, the more passionate we feel, the more passionate we feel, the chances are we're on purpose. And so the two are very much aligned. And I think it's so, so important because, you know, we're living in a world maybe, where we are bombarded with messages from the outside world. Mm. You know, a lot of advertising, a lot of people telling us what we need to be happy. You know, if you get the car, if you look like this, you know, if you have this cleaner, you know, whatever it is, the constant bombarding that we have, you know, from advertising that tells us who we are, takes us away from what really makes us happy. So that is where we get lost and we think we should have what everybody else has. If it makes them happy, it should make us happy. Mm. But I think purpose is different. So purpose for me is very much about our own unique journey. It's about our own destiny. Mm -hmm. And for me, the heart is so, so important in that because I think when we make time to stop and really listen to our hearts, we find what our destiny is and it puts us on the path of our purpose. And purpose doesn't necessarily just have to be career. A lot of people think, you know, purpose is about what, jobs we do and how you know we're making money mm. whereas I think purpose is more about how we are here to serve and when we really give and from an open heart when we give the gifts that we are born with the gifts that we have and we share it with the world that connects us to what makes us passionate passionate is that energy that excites us that motivates us that in, inspires us to be more to do more in what is right for us. And I think sometimes our purpose can be our careers. It can be just what we do on the sidelines, how we give to people. It might be philanthropic or it might be, you know, just changing somebody's lives with our story. Sometimes mm. that is our purpose. Mm. So I think, you know, we really do need to connect with that because happiness doesn't lie in making money. We need money, of course. Mm -hmm. It isn't just about status and what we achieve in terms of our careers. Purpose is when we are living in flow with our destiny. 
and our destiny creates that sense of passion that gives us that joy to attract more abundance, more prosperity and share that joy. Oh, that's so beautiful. Like what you just said now made me smile. Like purpose is living in line of our destiny, like living in flow of our destiny. And it's, it's also, you know, doing what we are, you know, meant to do, what, the reason why we are placed on earth, like serving that purpose and serving that mission of, for all the reason why we are placed here on planet earth. Absolutely. Oh. You know, it's like um, we're here with our special gifts. We each have special gifts and it's mm. not what we're training, but those gifts are about our being, our personality, about, you know, the love, the understanding, whatever it is that we bring to the space. Mm. And I think that is part of it. So, yeah, I love it. Why are we here on earth? Mm. And we're all here for a reason. And ultimately, for me, that reason is love. So there's, there's, there's this term I want you to explain to me. I know about being an entrepreneur, for example. But can you explain who omni, omnipreneurs are? And how is the journey from, you know, being an entrepreneur to being an it's very aligned to being an entrepreneur, you know, having that drive, that success, wanting to be creative and to, you know, bring something new to the world and, and share it with the world, you know, mm. whatever it is, whether it's a service or a product. So there is that quality to omnipreneurship. But I think the difference really lies in, you know, the need for meaning. You know, not just to do something for commercial success, while that is important, you know, not just building a business that you know is going to be commercially successful and is going to be something that the people need, but is also going to be in line with, you know, the parts of ourselves that recognize that we need to have that sense of purpose in our life, that mm. sense of belonging. Why are we here? Why am I here? We're not just here to be successful financially or to be successful in our careers. We're here to really, really add value. Mm. How can we add value? Omnipreneurship is about being leaders in our own life. So we don't necessarily have to be an entrepreneur. We can be working in an organization. But how do we lead in all aspects of our lives in a way that is taking care of the people around us, you know, really being respectful of the people around us and the decisions we make and how it impacts them and how they impact us, mm -hmm. taking care of our health, taking care of our well-being and taking care of the well-being of others around us. So as entrepreneurs, not pushing the boat out and working really hard or working too hard and burning out, but mm -hmm. working in a way that we respect balance, we respect relationships, we respect families, but also taking care of the planet. Because I think that's a fundamental thing, that we're realising that where we've stripped the earth of its resources, where we've depleted people, we've burnt them out, we've taken everything we can from them, you know, omnipreneurship for me is a journey moving away from that way of thinking and being and moving into a space and place of really, really taking care of what really matters. And that is our planet, our Earth, and also taking care of the people who live here, making sure they are living with purpose and with passion. Yeah. And then allowing that to take care of the bottom line, allowing that to take care of the profits, because obviously we all need to earn money to live. Yes. Um, 
but it's the other way around. We don't take care of profit and not worry about everything else. We take care of everything else and let the profit take care of itself. Yeah, let the profit take care of itself. Wow, <laughs> that's good. Yes, but we have this challenge. How do you, or I have this challenge, how do you balance everything all? Like, your, how can I balance my health, my spirituality, my relationships, with, you know, my business goals, my work, you know, my aspirations in life? How do I find that healthy, good balance? Or how can I integrate everything together? And the planet also in everything I do. The answer is really simple. How we get there is a bit more complicated. But the simple answer, Toby, mm. is we align with our hearts. Mm. Because when we are connected to our hearts, science is now beginning to prove what I've known for, you know, the last 30 years in my career. I've always known about the heart being such an important, central, integral part of our spiritual being. The heart is a bridge between our physical self and our spiritual self. And that within the heart is everything we need to have a very prosperous, balanced, beautiful, successful life where we have all the things that you talked about brought into balance. How that works is that science is showing us that, you know, there is a resonance when we are in heart coherence, then everything flows beautifully and there's a knowingness that flows out of heart coherence where in that coherent state um, we just know that what we have to prioritize and work. And when we prioritize connecting with our heart every single day through practices like meditation, through practices like yoga, through practices like, you know, journaling, um, doing some, you know, stream of consciousness writing, speaking to a mentor, getting some support to find out, you know, what our blind spots are, knowing we are. When we make time for that, Toby, mm. other things begin to fall into place. So, for example, you know, when you have had a good morning and you've done your meditation, you've done a bit of yoga, you've done a bit of... These are really important tools. When we've done that, we suddenly know how to get going with work really quickly. So we don't spend where we might take five hours to do something, suddenly within one hour we're getting it done. Mm -hmm. So therefore what we're doing is we're creating the gift of time and that is priceless. Mm -hmm. By really starting off our day in a very healthy, purposeful way, connecting with our heart, we create the gift of time and through the gift of time, we then suddenly are able to say, well, I've finished my work. I've done what I needed to do. I'm not going to take on more unnecessarily just because I've got time. I've done what I needed to do today or this morning. Now I can take time to have a beautiful lunch that I cook for myself or is homemade or, you know, well, you know, well thought out, not just some grabbing something from the local place, you know, where you go and eat, but eating something mindfully, taking time to eat consciously, then you have time to then maybe go for a walk, digest, have a phone call, connect with a friend, have a coffee with a friend, have a tea with a friend. You know, you make time by taking time. Mm -hmm. And if your day flows beautifully, then you finish work on time. You don't have to work long hours. You don't have to spend those extra few hours trying to work out if you did it right or wrong mm. because suddenly when you're connected with your heart you know the ability to make decisions quickly just becomes organic mm. 
Mm. And if you're making decisions quickly, a lot of time is wasted in people not trusting themselves, not knowing if they're making the right decision, questioning, re-questioning themselves, second-guessing themselves. All of this takes so much time. We have so much time, but what's taking up our time is all the things where we're disconnected from our hearts. Mm -hmm. So when we connect to our hearts, we are able to do things a lot quicker. We're able to tune into our wisdom so we know what's right and when it's right and how much is right. And we are then able to create time to do other things. All of a sudden, you've got more energy um, you're eating while you're looking after your health. You're not working too hard. Therefore, you sleep better. Therefore, you have more energy. You have more energy, then you're going to be able to make time for things that are aspirational outside of work. So you've got your work day. You've got your health being taken care of. You've got your sleep taken care of. You then have time to do what you really love, like things that you're passionate about, you know, going singing, you know, singing, dancing podcasting which I know you do outside of work yes. you know so these things become you know effortless mm. everything starts from good health and good health comes from knowing who we are and what is right for us and that comes from connecting with our hearts everything has a spiral effect it's like a domino effect mm. and when we get one thing right we get the next thing right we get the next thing right life begins to yeah. And so that's how we create balance. For those people who are struggling, it's because you you, know, you need to start your day off right mm. because that sets the tone for the rest of your day. Now I want to connect better with my heart. Can you teach me how to connect better with my heart and how can I align my heart with my body, with my mind, with my thoughts, with everything that, you know, <laughs> seems to be yeah, demanding attention or energy from me? Well, the first thing is paying attention to our hearts. Most mm. people don't pay attention to their inner organs. You know, we're so externally motivated. So we're all about how we look, have I done my hair and, you know, all of those sort of things. And yeah. so we take time to what I call meditation, but you don't have to call it meditation because, you know, some people have misunderstood ideas about what meditation is, you know. And so I had a, a guy on another podcast and he said, well, most people find it utterly boring to sit in meditation. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, that's because they don't understand what it is. It's so powerful, but just to sit and just really feel when your heart feels calm when your heart feels you know that it is acting in a way that fills you with a sense of expansion you know what people call bliss sometimes when people are meditating they experience this thing called bliss or this joy or elation as they've said it to me before mm. and that is simply when the heart because the heart constantly physically contracts and expands contracts and expands now, what you're doing is when you put your attention on it and you fill it with a vibration of anything beautiful, it could be beautiful, it could be something beauty or sound, or it could be a color, or it could be a vibration of love or kindness or gratitude. Mm -hmm. When we tune into a frequency that connects to the heart, what happens is instead of contracting and expanding, it contracts 
and it expands a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And when it expands a little bit more, every bit of your life force flows freely through your body. And that is what connects you to your body. And that is what gives you peace of mind. And when there is an f- expansion in your heart, a flow in your body, and a peace of mind, that is when you are in balance with yourself, with the world, with nature. Mm-hmm. And that is the power of connecting with your heart because all of a sudden life just feels that much more better. Hmm. Wow. And how can I apply all of this to, you know, my leadership role and my business or my, you know, work that I do? How can I apply the, the power of the heart to um, leadership or business? Well, I think the first thing is recognizing that our hearts are connected. Mm. And so, you know, something in your intention about who you wanted for your podcast connected with something in my heart that wanted to put my message out to people Mm. like you, yourself and your audience. Mm. So what happens is that our hearts are connected and our hearts are connected to everyone we come into contact with. They're also connected with people we don't necessarily come into contact with. How that helps in our leadership role is basically when you recognize that your heart is connected to another person's heart, what you feel impacts them, what they feel impacts you, you no longer not care about how they feel. You know, you take seriously what's going on for other people. You know, Toby, you and I, just before we jumped on the actual recording, you know, you sort of spent a few moments just saying, how are you? How's your day? You know, and I did the same with you, just asked you a little bit about you. That, those few moments are priceless. Mm. They are priceless because it invested both of us in each other. It created a bond, and that bond means that you are going to get so much more out of this podcast, and I'm going to get so much more out of it than if you had just gone and, great, thanks for joining me, Hema. Right, let's start recording and then jump in with your questions. Mm -hmm. And you apply that to your work. You apply that to leadership. You know, the things that we think we don't have time for in leadership, the soft skills that they call it, you know, to not have time to connect with another person, to empathize with them, to ask them how they really are and mean it and ask where you really want to hear their answer and take care about what's going on for them in lots of different ways. How are things at home? How are things with their family? Did they get over that cold that they had? Whatever it is. These sort of qualities become so important and you realise that it has a massive impact on productivity. It has a massive positive impact on critical thinking. It has a massive positive impact on decision-making, being creative, um, working cohesively, collaborating. You know, Mm -hmm. we need that. We need to work together, whether you are independent or, you know, we all work with people, you know, even like a podcast, you're you're working with whoever your guest is, whether you're, you know, at work designing something, that design is for somebody, everything is our relationship with other people. 
Mm. So really it's about understanding that our hearts connect us to our relationships and those relationships, the quality of those relationships, when they are connected through a positive experience in the heart, then you get so much more out of that experience. And at work, we need those positive experiences. We need people to be working together, to being mindful of each other, to really, really connecting and and being more productive, being more creative, feeling safe with each other, trusting each other. It allows all of these beautiful qualities to grow. And when these beautiful qualities grow, people do so much better. They actually enjoy where they're working. They actually enjoy being at work and they actually enjoy being led by the person who's leading. When they're heart-centered, there's an energy of coherence that just allows them to feel really, really safe with that person. Mm. And psychological safety is so, so central. You are a psychologist, so I, I know you, you know a lot about that already. So, you know, you, I, would want to, I would love to go back to, you know, the question of, um, you know, meditation. Like now I've understood very well that the foundation or the fundamental of it all is having that great connection with our art, like being connected to the art. And you said meditation helps us, you know, for example, to connect and be aligned. And then earlier you were talking about, you know, just sitting down and listening to the art. But, you know, in this, in this day and age, <laughs> with a lot of distractions and a lot of thoughts, actually thoughts, you can be, I can be sitting down in, in a quiet place and my thoughts will just be disturbing me, for example, like different things that I have to do or I've done and things that, you know, just needs my attention. So my question now is, as a psychologist, how can I, you know, effectively take time off to connect with my art, listen to my art and avoid all distractions internally and externally? Absolutely. So I would say that, you know, the best way is to go in flow with nature. And so what that looks like is, you know, as the sun rises, uh, again, science is beginning to prove what we have known, you know, like, you know, spiritually for a very long time. Um, but there is a, a resonance in the Earth's atmospheric, you know, energy fields. Um, just as the sun is rising, nature is coming alive. And that is when our hearts are most powerful. And so if you awake with sunrise and spend just a little bit of time just listening to your heart and asking whatever you need to know. So let's say you're thinking, right, you know, how, how can I make the most of my day today? I've got to go into work. I've got a ton of things to do, but I really want to make sure I make time for myself and to have a good lunch or to have a walk or whatever it might be. How can I get everything done? So you say you wake up in sunrise and you just take a few moments and you just ask yourself the question and you listen to the answer because we are always talking to ourselves. A lot of us, narrative our stories that we tell ourselves are repetitive stories yeah. when we listen by putting our attention on the heart simply by putting your attention on the heart and asking that question the answer will just come mm -hmm. it will just come as a thought it will come maybe as a feeling it might even come as a an image or it might come as an inspiration I mean, it might not happen straight away if you're not used to doing it. So sometimes we have to persevere. But the more we do it, the better we will become at doing it. 
it. And, you know, in like so many years of experience, I can tell you, people are always shocked at how easily it comes. Mm. You know, they always think, oh, I'm not sure it will work for me. And then they sit down and they go, oh, my God, yeah, it really did. Mm. You know, because we have the wisdom within us. The answers are all within us. We know how to lead better lives. That just comes from being willing to trust that if you just sat there for a few minutes, you know, with sunrise and just listen and then write down anything that comes to mind. Sometimes the process is having to let go of stuff first because we might have too much on. Some people might be at an overwhelmed state. They won't be able to listen to their hearts because when we're overwhelmed, we can't really stop and listen to the heart. And in that situation, I would say do writing, just some free handwriting, stream of consciousness, whatever comes to mind. Wake up first thing in the morning before you do anything. A little bit of writing, let go of whatever's on your mind. Clear your mind, which will connect you with your heart. Wow. That means we're going back to the importance of journaling. Like um, I've had conversations with people before about journaling. I'm like, wow, it keeps on coming back again. Like journaling, journaling is very important. Yeah. I've done notepad by your bedside and, you know, <laughs> and a pen and get ready to write. And <laughs> Exactly. You know, why? Why is it coming up again? I've heard this again as well. You know, I've heard lots of people say so many people talk about it. And it's like because this is age-old wisdom mm. and, you know, it's a truth. It's a truth. Why does journaling work? It works because it connects you to the heart. If you look at it, doesn't matter which heart hand you write with, but all of our fingers are connected to all the different organs in our body. And so when we are writing, we are releasing what is in our hearts and therefore all of our organs. Our heart informs all of our other organs. And Mm. so when we do writing, whatever's on our mind, we let it go. It's so incredibly powerful and it has been powerful from day dot, you know, ever since we started, you know, using language and using sound and using, you know, thoughts. And so when we write, we clear all of those things. We clear the backlog of stuff that we're holding. Dear friend, you can grow your personal and business brand by creating a strong network through podcasting. Create real human connections, have the ability to share your story and interesting point of view. To get started, you can make use of the special offer for friends of this podcast, which is on kitcaster.com slash mirror. K-I-T-C-A-S-T-E-R dot C-O-M slash M-I-R-R-O-R. The link and further instruction or details will be found in the show notes for this episode. Thank you. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcast, or whatever platform you listen to this on. Thank you. So, talking about, you know, ancient wisdom, are there, like, some other ancient wisdoms you love to share with me that could help me to get more out of my art, like, to explore the power of the art? Yes, so the other thing is, I would say, there's different kind of yoga. So, popular Mm -hmm. yoga is where we do all the stretches and the poses, the, you know, cobra and all of those sort of things. Mm But there's a, uh, you know, yoga that traditionally, like typically in the West is called Kundalini yoga, but I call it Jnana yoga, which is slightly different. 
Jnana yoga is yoga of wisdom. You know, jnana means wisdom. And so it is literally understanding science of our bodies and energetic fields. Mm. You know, we know that the heart emits in an electromagnetic field, the earth emits an electromagnetic field, so mm. does the sun. Mm. Every part of our physical body connects with that electromagnetic field. Mm. And in that electromagnetic field, there is so much information mm. about what we've been through, what we've seen, what we've experienced, what we know, what's held in our DNA, what's mm. held at the deepest level of our being. And so by doing some jnana yoga, it's very simple but very powerful. So they're just different kind of postures, mudras, using hands because our hands are connected to our organs. Mm. So doing a little bit of yoga, mm. jnana yoga, which allows us to release it. And when you put your attention on your heart, it will connect you to that inner knowingness of your heart. When you attach a question to it or an intention, it will give you that answer. And you may start getting a bit uncomfortable here because we're not used to doing this, but if you sit through it and let your body ride through the pain, it will release something that is deeply held that is stopping you from knowing that truth. Mm. And so jnana yoga is a beautiful you know, technology that people still don't fully understand. And now it's becoming more and more popular. Um, and it's so wonderful because we need to come back to the truth that is in our hearts mm. to free us from all the distractions, all the things that have disconnected us from our hearts. Mm. And it brings us back to that inner in truth, mm. that inner ancient wisdom. Yeah, yes. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. That's awesome. That's great. But do try it. I'd love to hear how you got on. Try it. You know, yeah. right now it's not easy because, mm. of course, you you know, there are people listening and watching and, and yes. so your attention is there. Mm. But when you do it by yourself, you know, just, you know, literally try it for about three minutes, your arm might get uncomfortable, but rise, breathe through that pain mm. or uncom discomfort and just stay with it and see what comes up. Yeah. It's incredible. You see, our bodies are incredible. Our bodies are masterpieces. Our minds are masterpieces. Our hearts are infinitely beautiful. Mm. And we just need to know how to connect to it. We know how to connect to it. We just need to trust and believe in it and make time for it. So, so now I've learned how to you know, align with and connect with my heart. And with my mind also, I've learned how to align my, my heart with my mind and my body. And I have this be belief, you could correct me if I'm wrong, that the, the heart and the mind, like, they are like the source of inspirations and, you know, ideas and different things that we could bring to life. So uh, how can we discover, how can we discover the, the creative power of our imagination and, you know, bring new ideas to life? You know, imagination is... When we allow the left side of the brain to slow down and connect with the right side of the brain, it opens up a portal to the heart. Mm -hmm. And the heart is aware of every single thing that exists and doesn't exist. It is an infinite source of creativity. 
And so how we bring imagination into it is by being able to use the right side of the brain, using things like color, sound, using our senses, smells, you know, all of these things activate centers on the right side of the brain, which triggers imagination. And when we allow our minds to just flow and imagine and open up the heart space um, and clear out old stuff that doesn't serve us, when we create space, you know, we know that we are made up essentially of space and water. That is what makes us up. Everything else is just information and how it flows. So what we're doing is we're using our imagination. So let's say we imagine a color that triggers aspects of our inner knowingness you know Mm. the mind and the heart inner knowingness of what else is possible Mm. and what else is possible is based on what's needed so what we're doing is we're connecting to a sense of what's happening in the world Mm. so let's say for example if i sit and say okay what solution does the world need now And I use my imagination just to sense, you know, these different colors or these beautiful things. It opens up my heart. Something will just pop out in my imagination, in my consciousness, that sends me a signal to say, this is what the world is now. Mm -hmm. And then if you have that technology, you then are able to go and, and bring it out into the world. Now, it might be, you you know, let's say you're working in a field where, you know, something is needed. Yeah. If you use that part of yourself, really tap into your heart consciousness, really tap into your imagination, you might have a problem at work you don't know how to solve. How do you solve it by being creative? And how you get that creativity is just placing it in your heart, mm-hmm. letting your imagination run wild, and letting the answers just come to you. Yeah. And it just will. That's how all creative things come. All creativity is a moment of inspiration. Yeah. And it's a moment of inspiration when we somehow are conscious of what the problem is, conscious of the intention of finding a solution, yeah. and conscious of unconsciously connecting to our hearts. Yeah. And when we do that, it flows. There is a formula. That is the formula that works time and time again. But I say let's bring conscious awareness to the heart into the space so that we're consciously being creative rather than randomly waiting for inspiration to hit. Conscious awareness. That's like the key word from this episode for me. Like I have to be consciously aware of what is going through my heart or going through my mind. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I loved what you said, going through your heart, because everything that goes through our mind, goes through our body, goes through to our hearts, mm-hmm. and everything is held in our hearts. And our hearts are magnets, and they bring into our lives everything we need, both to, you know, grow, but also to heal, but also to clear. Yes, true. Wow. You know, you, you are very experienced, like you, you work with diverse global audiences to bring about you know, alignment in art, mind and body, intelligence. And we've, you've taught me about alignment already and, you know, body intelligence already. And you, you do this also for, you know, optimal creativity and critical thinking. And now you've taught me about, you know, how I could, you know, 
you know, get the power or discover the power of my imaginations and bring ideas to life. But can you also talk, teach me or talk to me about, you know, um, optimal creativity? How can I increase my creativity and critical thinking also? So I think, you know, in order to be sort of really creative and in order to really have that sort of that creativity and optimal kind of decision making, critical thinking, um, these are all qualities that come from having a strong core. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we have to know ourselves. If we don't know ourselves, then we cannot trust ourselves. And if we don't trust ourselves, we, we don't have the ability to critically think. Because what is critical thinking? Critical thinking is our ability to think outside the square, our ability to um, find solutions that other people can't see. It's um, about, you know, seeing something beyond the information we have. So for example, I can have a few bits of information, but I have to apply some level of critical thinking in order to fill in the gaps intelligently about what information is missing, because sometimes we don't have all the information. And that is part of the heart-centeredness. When we are truly connected to our hearts, we have that inner knowingness that who we are is what's right. We have our sense of purpose. We have that ability to really, really tap in to what is right. And in doing that, we expand our awareness and that awareness as it expands allows us to create opportunities and circumstances where creativity can continue flourishing, where, you know, it doesn't run dry with one or two great ideas. We keep having more and more ideas. How and why that happens is when we are really connected to ourselves, when we trust ourselves, every time the heart is throwing out new information, if we stop to listen to it, if we trust it, we are going to be able to be so much more creative. We don't have to do what the world is doing. We don't have to follow somebody else's example of success. We find our own example of success by tuning into who we really are. And then creativity flows as a natural force. You know, anyone who's heard me speak will say, you know, I rarely say the same thing twice, as in, of course, my message ultimately is the same, but there's always something different, something new. It doesn't come from me. I don't take responsibility for that. You know, it comes from the fact that my heart is open in this way where every time I speak, I don't know what I'm going to say, but something new comes out because my heart is constantly expanding and expanding and expanding. And that is where creativity comes from. And that's what I say to people, you know, take the time to really work on heart intelligence. Take the time to connect with your heart. Because when you do that, everything else comes effortlessly. You don't need to over-prepare for things because when you are connected to your heart, creativity flows as a natural expression of who we are. Mm. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Yes. There's one thing you mentioned that you said is the core, and that's like a very big topic, I, I assume, because, you know, you said we have to know who we are. And, you know, in this digital age, with this, you know, outs are moving very fast, and the exposure that we have to media, for example, I think, I believe that we kind of lost 
the meaning of who we are or the idea of who we are. So please, can you, can you, um, you know, advise me or tell me how I can truly find who I am? How can I truly know who I am? You know, it's such a beautiful paradox, Toby. To know who you are is very simple and complex. It's a process. How you know who you are is to discover who you are not. Ah, <laughs> okay. That's a different. That's also a complex thing to do, <laughs> right? Yeah. The answer is very simple, but the doing is not so simple mm. because you see, we already know who we are. Our hearts know who we are. Our hearts know when something resonates and when something doesn't. If you think back, you know, centuries ago, you know. People didn't need to be told with labels, you can eat this, you know, peel this, don't eat this at this time. People, you know, our ancestors knew instinctively what was right and what was wrong because they weren't bombarded with all this other stuff. Mm. So there was an intuition that flows from the heart space. There's an inner knowingness that flows from body wisdom um, that we just know. Now what's happened is over the centuries, we've become bombarded with so many things. It's covered up our hearts. It's covered up our knowingness of who we really are. And and we've got so caught up in the external world, we've lost sight of the internal world. To know ourselves, we have to go on an inner journey. To know ourselves, we have to let go of all the conditioning of who we think we are. We have to let go of all the things we think we need to be safe, all the things we need to be secure, all the kind of things in life that we think we can't live without, Mm. can't do without, that that's what makes us who we are. Mm. My job, my title, my status, my relationships, you know, those are all the things we think it makes us who we are. That's not who we are. Mm. Those are our experiences. And so to know who we are, we have to be willing to let go of all of it, to go on that inner journey to let go, let go, let go, surrender, surrender, surrender. And the more we surrender, the more we know ourselves, the more life flows effortlessly. The more we know ourselves, the more we surrender, the more life flows effortlessly. Absolutely. That's another take-home for me around this episode. <laughs> the more I let go, the more life flows effortlessly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So, what advice would you give someone out there who is thinking, you know, always striving to achieve commercial success? Because I know you help leaders, you help entrepreneurs to, you know, get that success and to become great. What advice would you give someone out there who is also striving to, you know, achieve commercial success and, you know, balance in everything that has to do with business and leadership? Same sort of principle. You know, it's a paradox. If you want commercial success, take care of the people. Mm. Take care of your own heart. Take care of your relationships. Take care of the people. Bring out the best in them. Bring out the best in yourself. Money flows. Mm. You see, money is an energy. When people don't realize it, they see it as a physical thing. It's not a physical it's an energy and and how money flows into our lives is dependent on how much we are living on purpose and how much we are living with heart 
the more heart-centered you are, the more you grow and connect those qualities that connect you to your heart, the more you grow in trust, transparency, truth, the more you grow in patience, ability to listen, to empathize, to have compassion, to take care of another person, to serve another person, to live with intention, to live with integrity, you know, all of these beautiful qualities that, you know, are part of omnipreneurship, mm -hmm. these are the qualities that I teach people. And I teach people that when you grow in these qualities yourself, when you cultivate these qualities and you cultivate them in your teams and the people you're leading, commercial success absolutely flows organically. It's the same principle, let go, let go, let go, surrender, surrender surrender because in letting go in surrendering mm -hmm. you become more of who you really are and the more you become who you really are your heart acts as a magnet and it will attract all the abundance that you need and we don't need all to be uber wealthy mm -hmm. all businesses don't need to be you know exponentially successful they need to be successful where there is a balance between value and receiving the value they give is connected to what they receive. And that is what maintains integrity. And that is what we need integrity in how we're making money and commercial success that is born out of doing the right thing for the right reasons with the right people. It will create a sustainable and commercially viable business. And it's... And a world that is happy, people that are happy, that are not burning out, that are not depressed, not on, you know, antidepressants and all of these awful things that people are experiencing, not diseased and, you know, just really happy, healthy, whole mm. and living on purpose. Yes. So we have to live on purpose and let's go, let's go, let's go, become who you truly are. It helps you for your personal life and also for your commercial success. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm so glad that I was able to speak with you today. Like I learned a lot from you already. And on your website, there are a lot of, you know, value and a lot of services and things that and services and courses that you offer. So can you tell me more about the services and courses? And um, can you also tell me about the Love Supreme Blueprint course that's coming up? I would love to. I'd love to. So, you know, Toby, one of the things that people have said is that, you know, you have to leave love out of you know, business and, you know, it's got, what's it got to do with commercial success or what's it got to do with success? And, you know, so many people are afraid to say, you know, I want to understand love and I want more love in my life. And, and I say that love is absolutely the foundation of life. And when we connect love through our hearts, we are able to connect to everything that we need. Mm. And so my love, you know, Supreme Blueprint course that I'm starting. It's, it's you know, online. Um, it also will be available on demand, but it's online. So um, recordings will go out if people can't make the time. It's a five-week course, uh, two hours UK time, so uh, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday. It starts mm. this Saturday, um, 2nd of October, and it continues to the end of October. And like I say, it will be available online and also on demand. And it is really the foundation of all 
aspects of love. So, of course, it deals with romantic love. It deals with heartache. It deals with, you know, really understanding how we can connect with a love that supports us in all that we are and all that we do, how to let go of past patterns, how to let go of all the old energies that are no longer serving us, no longer supporting us, Mm. and really connect with the energy of love that allows us to flourish, that allows us to really experience love in the truest sense, the unconditional love, but to also experience prosperity as a result of it, to experience the joy, the bliss that is our birthright. That's one of the courses, but I also teach uh, a lot of the courses around omnipreneurship, so there are all the qualities um, for companies we do bespoke. So we go in, work out what they need, what qualities they need, and how we can uh, cultivate those qualities within the teams and within the organizations. Yeah, that's beautiful. So what's the best way to connect and work with you? For someone out there or a listener out there who is very interested to work and connect with you, what's the best way to do that? So the best way is to go through to my website. Um, Mm. I do offer a 20-minute free call, a discovery call, if they want to have a call, just to see how I can help and what different things I do. I do a lot of different things. I can't even begin to cover it here. Mm. So, yeah, if people wanted to reach out, you know, um, have a look at my website, hemobias.com, and, yeah, any questions they have, they can send me an email or set up a discovery call. Oh, that's very awesome. Thank you so much. I'm going to place all of the links in the show notes of this episode. So I encourage everyone to copy the links, click on the links, and get across Emma, sign up for the courses, and you know, become a much better person. Get more aligned and connected to your heart. Let everything, your mind, your soul, your body, your mind, your heart be aligned together so that you could get the commercial success that you want, the happiness that you want, and the answers to all questions that you ever want in your life. Thank you so much, Emma. I really appreciate it. Everything I've, I've been able to learn from you today, uh, uh, God bless you. Yeah, it's so awesome. Bless you too, B. It was beautiful chatting to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.